Broadcasting from their dining room table in California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Ooh, I love that shirt on you. It looks so good. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a pride of Macon, Georgia. Uh-huh. Who is this? That's Almond Boys, Almond Brothers. I love the Almond Brothers. Fun fact, only two of them were brothers. Really? Uh-huh. How many were there? There's a whole mess of them. Hey, they're from Macon, Georgia, not far from Tifton, Georgia, turf grass capital of the world. Is that true? Uh-huh. So says the billboard on I-75. Wait, turf grass? The turf grass capital of the world. So turf is just fake grass? Hell, I reckon. So they're excited. Did they make fake grass? I guess they do. Huh. It's a capital. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm just assuming, how did that start? Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm sorry, Cecil. The history, buff. I know. Okay, I'm sorry, buddy. I just uh-huh. have a lot of questions. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cecil, how are you? I don't really ask you how you're doing. You just kind of roam around. No, it don't matter. Oh boy, uh-huh. I'm, <laughs> some I'm bleak here. shit right there. <laughs> I'm here. That's enough, I reckon. Oh, Nobody cares how Cecil does. Oh boy, yikes! Uh-huh. Yikes! Well, I'm going to go microwave some fish. Ew, again? No, please, it smells so bad. Cecil, don't, don't microwave fish. Please don't, please don't. Please don't, no, it doesn't He's matter. microwaving halibut. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Well, I mean, let him oh, live, boo. we got to start charging him <laughs> rent. Let him live. Yeah, the microwaving of the fish is displeasing. Ugh. Not only to the ear, but... You know, the, I mean, not only to the nose, but to the ear. Yeah. I thought that was going to be so good. Yeah. When I said it. It's was, it was close. And then I just <laughs> effed it up, man. How about you, boo? Um, boo, I'm doing awesome. Yeah? What's going down? I just, listen. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure. Yeah? I've been a grieving wreck. You've been, you've, it's been a rough week. Uh, it's not been easy. That's all right, though. And I really feel like as my partner, uh-huh. you've earned some great gold stars. Yeah. How so? What did I do? Well, you're doing great. Yeah. First of all, I put myself in your shoes today. Uh-huh. I was like, how would I feel if I was, you know, um, living with somebody a little more um, discouraged mm-hmm. than they usually are? Okay. And, um, That would be hard for me. It would be hard for me not to be like, what's wrong? Get over it. Hurry. Mm -hmm. What's, you know, because I I know what's wrong. (laughs) I'd have to be a real jackass to just tell you to get over it. I know. But it's so, you're so sweet and you're so encouraging. But it's like, you know, maybe let's let's go a different way. Why don't you just start verbally abusing me and maybe I'll feel better? Why would I do that, (laughs) boo? 
Then I'll feel something. Boo. You're doing great. Okay, God. you're still you're still in the grieving process. It's only been uh, it hasn't even been three months. I know it feels like it's been four and a half years yeah. slash a day. Mm-hmm. Isn't that strange? Yeah, but really um, I really appreciate you. Well, thank you, Boo. I appreciate you. I really do, and I know I'm not an easy crowd lately. Mm-hmm. A lot of staring at the ground. <laughs> You've walked in on me a couple times. Where I'm just staring at at a candle, at the ground, big stares. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. That's been my, like, fun little (laughs) game. Anyway, boo, let's talk about something important, Mm -hmm. which is this chair. Yeah, I got a new chair. Okay, guys, I didn't believe in Dave and his chair. I didn't. You didn't believe in me. I didn't believe in your chair, boo. I'm going to be honest. I thought you were just... You got marketed to. Oh, yeah? Okay? Because this chair is from Article, mm-hmm. which is on a lot of Instagram ads. Yeah, I do get targeted. You do? I, I'm an easy Instagram You're an easy. Target. Well, me too. Mm-hmm. Who isn't amongst us? This shirt. I got a new shirt. Got it from Instagram. Beautiful. It's mm-hmm. Hawaiian, but all of a sudden, it's death. I like it. Well, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, let me describe it. It's okay. a classic Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, little, little blue, little uh, white, little gray. Got the floral pattern, okay. But if you look closer, mm-hmm. some of those florals aren't florals; they're skulls. Yeah, it's an optical illusion. Mm-hmm. It's like those paintings in the early '90s. Where do you remember going to a dentist office and you would stare at these weird prismy type paintings? But then it would be like, oh my gosh, there's a dinosaur in there. Where you have to kind of unfocus yeah. your eyes. Yeah, like what do they call it? Three D art. Oh, I thought that was. Yeah. Cutting edge. I thought that was the coolest thing. I remember being like, I'm going to get 8,000 of those when I'm an adult, Uh and I'm going to hang them proudly. Yeah. But then I forgot about them until now, so guess who's going to Google it? Anyway, I didn't believe in your chair. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, boo, you're just wanting this chair you saw on Instagram. It's a good-looking chair. You know what? It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It fits the space perfectly, and... Let me tell you, it's comfy. Me and Charlie are enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Charlie approves. He approves. And Charlie turned three this week. Charlie had a birthday. He's three, three years old. Which is what? 21 in yeah. dog years? He can drink. He can drink. <laughs> he probably needs to, considering he's gray. He's just a gray little old man. Oh, yeah, he's got gray whiskers already. (laughs) People ask us, like, oh, how old is he? And I'm just like, three. And they just have a confused look. And I'm like, yeah, he's an old soul. (laughs) Yeah, he's premature gray. He is. He's a little silver fox. We moved to WeHo. He's a silver fox. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. And he went to a new uh, groomer this week. And he got a stellar report. He got a report card, guys. Uh-huh. He got an A+. Plus. A+. Plus. He's an A-plus student. He was so excited. Yeah. He came home just glowing. We did take his report card and hang it on our refrigerator <laughs> like psychos that we are. <laughs> and yeah, he went to a place called Collar and Comb, uh-huh. and he was treated like a gosh darn celebrity, which yeah. he is. Yeah, he is. And he's pooped. He's pooped, guys. He's uh, Speaking of Charlie, he's uh, slimming down a little bit. Dude. He's had more exercise the last two weeks than he had all the last year. Honestly, it's almost embarrassing to say that we're the worst dog owners ever. <laughs> no, and he's so happy here. Yeah. Like he, oh, guys, by the way, for those of you who have uh, animals and or specifically dogs, let me tell you a little hack, okay? Don't buy dog toys. 
Go to the kids section, the toddler section, because no one's making babies right now. And apparently toddler toys are all the rage for puppies. Charlie loves these toddler toys. They're half the price. They're a target. They're these little stuffed animals. They don't have the squeaky things. They don't have the squeaky things in them. They're safe for dogs because they're safe for humans. Guys, get in on this. This This is a big hack. You're welcome. These are the things I'm discovering up here. Breaking all the big stories here on the Stumpworks. <laughs> but that's a good one. That's going to save someone's life. I feel like you're welcome, America. Yeah. Toddler toys equal dog toys and take your dog to groom yeah. on their birthday. And, and he doesn't know any different. Nope, doesn't we, care. We tricked him. No, but he does murder all of his toys. Yeah, he's, he's a serial killer. He has some rage. He does. <laughs> so how you doing, boo? You, you, we mentioned that uh, it was a rough week for you. Just, just ups and downs with the grief, but that's okay. And I keep reminding you, you got you to gotta cut yourself some slack. It would be abnormal if you weren't sad sometimes you know but i do know when i get rageful over really like minute things Mm -hmm. that's my grief yeah that's not just me being a psycho yeah i know when i'm just being a psycho Mm -hmm. i can tell where i'm like okay this is this is privileged annoyance but i i definitely (laughs) have been over Reacting to certain things. Like the other day when I got a email from somebody that literally was like, please just send me an email. And my response was, how dare you? <laughs> what about that was triggering? I don't know. I mean, I'm the problem here. Yeah. You're talking to the problem. Yeah. So the problem isn't going to say what they think the problem is. Hmm. I'm the problem. You know what I mean? No, because no one does. You're it's not crazy. The problem, boo. You're doing great. I appreciate you. You're doing great. Real you. proud of you. Well, um, you just you you dealing with a lot. You got uh, you know you're grieving. How are you dealing with living with a griever? Like, how is that for you? Really, I I'm not just bullshitting. From your perspective, I think you're doing great, boo. Well, you're so kind, but are you kind of like okay? No, God. No, well, I, I mean, me I hate seeing you, you know, suffer emotionally. Yeah. Um, it's a helpless feeling to see someone you love so much in pain and you can't really do anything about it. That's true. You know? But it's true. I'm just trying to be here for you and be understanding and patient. and No sweat off my back. You're my boo. Regardless, I'm here for you. Well, thank you, boo. Yes, I, I think you're doing great, boo. I think you're too hard on yourself. <sighs> Like I said, it's only been a few months, you know, and, and we're dealing with a lot of other stuff, all the, everything that comes along, you know, post, you know, when something like this happens, you know, you're dealing with, not to go into too many, but you're dealing with the state stuff and that kind of thing, a lot of administrative red tape BS that you're having to deal with. Yeah. And I know that can be annoying. Well, it's annoying too, because it's all things I'm, or at least I'm not naturally good at, mm-hmm. right? This is thing, these are things like administrative stuff, you know, really being detailed, really like I'm not, I'm not, um, my muscle in those areas mm-hmm. aren't strong. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to learn as I go, but then it just reminds me of like, okay, I'm dyslexic. Okay, I can't, you know what I mean? It takes me like, it feels like it takes three more steps than it does anyone else and Mm -hmm. that makes me mad at myself and then I become this weird little teenager and 
Uh, but yeah, I appreciate you, boo. And thank you. And uh, listen, if you need to look at the marriage contract and mm-hmm. reassess, yeah. amend some things, okay. I'm open to that. Okay. Like maybe it should be like a contract where you just every six months, okay, here we are. Mm-hmm. How's it going? Yeah. Should we re-sign? Like a, in those sports ball things. Have a, have a marriage checkup. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to be a free agent, yeah. okay? I don't want you to pull a Freeman. Oh, you had to bring See that how up. I did that. You had to bring that I up. did. Guys. It's been a tough week for me as well, but I just want to go I'm, ahead. I'm should we? Also. <laughs> I know you are. And I'm sorry. <laughs> but what did I tell you about that guy? Come on. Oh, Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. you told me that uh, you He's thought he rapist. was a, a serial rapist. I do. Based on absolutely nothing. His face and his look and his vibe, I can tell. <laughs> He's one of the nicest guys That's what you in think. Major League Baseball. That's what he wants you to think. You can't just accuse people I'm not of accusing. being rapist with zero evidence. First of all, we all know I'm intuitive. Mm-hmm. Second of all, we all know, and by we all know, I mean our kind, lovely listeners and myself and you know that I'm part witch. I can read people. It's the only thing I got. Only thing. You not, are good at reading people. I am good at reading people. It's I had to be. Because I grew up in a, you have to read people to but know what's going on. Part of properly reading someone correctly <laughs> kind of involves meeting them and sure. interacting with them in person. Oh, yeah. And not just occasionally seeing them on television. <laughs> okay. In a, in a context where they're not, their personality, it'd be different. Like, <laughs> you know, you could... You could I know what you're watch an interview of Charles Manson and be like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. But like Freddie Freeman drilling doubles to the opposite field is not really enough of a sample size for you to accurately peg him as a serial rapist. Okay, you're correct. <laughs> However, can I make a little hey, let's let's look through this door mm-hmm. of thought. Yeah. We're watching your friend Freddie Freeman. Uh-huh. Not, I've never met him. I'm just <laughs> yeah, a fan. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sports friend. Yeah. And he's doing great, right? Mm-hmm. But we're seeing him at his, the most tired, the most, like we're seeing him at his rawest, right? His raw form of humanity. He's tired. This is his job. Who says Everything's he's tired? on the, everyone's tired. Baseball's not a very tiring sport. <laughs> well, you know, he's emotionally, I'm assuming, tired because you have to think a lot. Yeah. He's This is high-stakes stuff. Uh-huh. So you're really seeing the raw person, yeah. on, like how they are on the court. Never Let's look once at, saw him rape anybody, though. Right. Uh-huh. But you see the rawness of athletes. Can you give me that? Yes. Uh, sure. Okay, great. I So through that rawness on the TV, I'm not even going to look at you right now. See how this turns out. (laughs) Through through the rawness Uh that I see, he reminds me of a frat guy that would just wait and prey on women at the end of a frat party. And I can't shake that feeling. If I am wrong, I will eat humble pie and wear a Freddie Freeman t-shirt for the rest of my life. But there's room for pause. There's just a room for pause. Now, I'm by no means a men's right advocate. (laughs) I'm not one of those douchebags. Good. Don't be. But it is odd that that's the only group of people 
straight white males that it's socially acceptable to just make those judgments. Yeah. Based off of nothing. Okay. Uh, he's a, he looks like a frat guy, so he's probably a rapist. His look and vibe. Mm-hmm. His, His vibe. What vibe? I don't know. There's something in the eyes. Yeah. I could tell. If anything, now, if you wanted to say that he looks exactly like Kevin McAllister's older brother in Home Alone, I'll listen to that argument. Because what was that guy's name? Buzz? I love Buzz. Looks just like Buzz. Or was it Bud? Bud or Buzz. You know I what don't I'm know. talking about, Yeah, I though? do. Looks just like that guy. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think you get on these little uh, theories mm-hmm. that are interesting to you, <laughs> and you really uh, you drive them home. Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They start to become truth in my head. Mm-hmm. So what started as, oh, that guy seems like blah, is now the bl- biblical truth in my head. <laughs> the guy who has his three-year-old son at every single game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great little uh, show pony, that little son. Hey, now, look at me. I'm a good dad. Now, truth be told, there are plenty of professional athletes that you could uh, put under investigation and oh, probably right. find all kinds of dirt. But I just... 100%. I don't have uh, any evidence that uh, suggests that Freddie Freeman is one of those. Oh, for sure. I am completely talking out of my ass, mm-hmm. but there is something to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Much like anything. I guess anything you can... Make a case for mm. anything you could make a case for. Yeah, yeah. words are I mean, fun it's a good case. to say. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, boo, so let's I'm, talk I'm, about I'm, your brave I'm sadness. Mourning the loss of Freddie Freeman. Uh, he's not officially off the team yet, but uh, not to bore you with details. But he was what's called a free agent, meaning his contract had come to an end. I forgot. I don't know what his contract was. Four years, six years, eight years, whatever. They, they vary in length. But when the contract is up, when you fulfilled. The, uh, the term on your contract, then you become a free agent, and any team is uh, can bid for you and try to hire you, if you will. And, okay. Um, so no one's hired him away from the Braves yet. The thing is, he, they've been negotiating all winter. Of course, also boring details, there was a lockout. That's exciting news. There was a lockout during the offseason. Uh, some boring administrative stuff between the owners and the players' union and all this, and you know. Oh they, yeah, because there wasn't even going to be a there, season. There were, well, right? They, they, they moved it back, you know, a couple of weeks, and then there was a threat that it may not happen at all. Anyway, so there was not a lot of uh, off-season. What we call hot stove action was Ooh, going on. Hot be, stove. Be, I don't know why they call that, but that's just baseball off-season trades and stuff like that. Okay. So not a lot of that was going on the last few months because of the lockout. Um, so in a normal situation. You know, hopefully we would have signed him a week or two after the end of the season and locked him down for another, you know, multi-year contract. For whatever reason, they couldn't get to terms. Um, I don't know exactly what the problem was. I don't think it was money. I think it was length. A lot of times when players get a little older, he's 32, which in the real world is not old. But for a baseball player, he's not old. But if I think maybe he was wanting a six-year contract and the Braves were only wanting to offer him five because a lot of times you get these great players and you're like, oh, he's the best player. Let's lock him down for 10 years. And at the time, you think that's a great idea. But then you start thinking, well, the, the final year of his contract, in this case, he would have been, if he wanted a six-year contract, he would have been 38 the last year of his contract, which is a little old for baseball. There are a handful of 38, 39-year-old players, uh, but not many. Okay. Um, so I think the problem was that the, him and the Braves just couldn't agree to terms. 
And meanwhile, there's this stud first baseman for the Oakland A's who was also a free agent. He's he's about four or five years younger. And I'm not saying that this guy named Matt Olson. um, I like him better. uh, Power hitting, left-handed first baseman, uh, great defense. Anyway, this guy was a free agent. So the Braves general manager was like, well, shit, I don't know if, you know, this Freddie Freeman thing's going to work out. I got we I, we got to go grab this Matt Olson just in case. And he's and, a uh, and he's a what is he again? He's a first baseman. Okay, he I'm going to look the, him up. Played for the Oakland A's, and uh, ironically or coincidentally, rather, a uh, uh, local Atlanta kid. Okay, from uh, Parkview High School. Okay, I'm Gwinnett looking at County. him. He does not seem rapey. He doesn't seem rapey. Well, that's good. So anyway, the point he might is, be gay. Uh, technically, the Braves could still work out a deal with Freeman, but I don't think it's going to happen since they just dropped a ton of money okay. on another first baseman. And now this year, we also have the, the universal designated hitter. Do you know what the DH is, designated hitter, if we talked about that? Is that when you're a, when you're a pitcher and you... Okay, wait, let me see. I think I remember this. Okay, you're a pitcher, uh-huh. and you have to bat. Like, that's a rule in baseball, right? In the National League, it was a rule. Oh, it was a rule. In the American League, for the last 30 years or okay. so. Okay, it's they not had the, a the, rule. The, the, uh, in the American League, they had a designated hitter, is a, a batter who does not play in the field, doesn't play defense. He bats in place of the pitcher. Okay. So he doesn't go out and play first base or left field or anything. He only bats, but that way the pitcher doesn't have to worry about batting. That is the greatest job ever. So yeah. how much does a designated batter get? Designated hitter? Well, if yeah. he's good, he can make the same. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's No way. Well, because a lot of players, ideally you want to get a player who has equal value both on offense and defense. But the reality is some players are just one or the other. Okay. Well, pitchers, for example. Yeah. Pitchers aren't paid in the National League until this year. Pitchers did bat, but no one's, oh, no one's going after a pitcher because he can bat a little bit. Yeah. Unless you're Shoney Otani. But, uh, but yeah, so the reality is there's a lot of players that are kind of one-dimensional. Okay. So, you know, the designated hitter just kind of verifies that. Like, you are literally now just one-dimensional because you're only batting and we're not asking you to play defense. My point is, to answer your question, if they're good enough, they can make you know just as much as any other star player. So they can make as much money as any other star player, and they their only job mm-hmm. is that one job. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That is the greatest loophole of life. Yeah. Why am I not a designated hitter? That's why a great are you, job. Why are you not a designated hitter? Yeah. yeah. Well... That's you know a, how, that's a great question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> get you in front of some scouts. First of all, you get to be a part of the team. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Mm-hmm. You get to wear the fun costume. Mm-hmm. You get to hang out. You get to watch. Apparently, if, you, if you're if you that person, you like baseball, right? Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. Get all free games. Mm-hmm. And what? <laughs> you do it like once, once a few months? What are you talking about? What's a few months? Like how often do you get to hit? Because since designated. Mm-hmm. So what? Is it like a monthly thing or like a membership? or So if they're only hitting mm-hmm. for the pitcher, mm-hmm. how often does that happen? Like once every blue moon? So you're really not working at all. Do you understand the, <laughs> the basic rules of baseball? Yes. So you How many you, players on the field on one team? On like the, the, let's say the defense. Defense out in the field. Okay, wait. How many players are on the field? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. There you go. There it is. I yeah. counted them. 
So, to answer your question, <laughs> uh, the average player mm-hmm. on, on, with an average nine-inning game, depending on where you bat in the lineup, the leadoff batter, let's say, for example, okay. probably going to bat minimum of four times a game, probably going to bat five times a game. DH probably usually bats around the number four, number five hole. So, yeah, about four or five times a game. Not once a month. Oh. Huh. Well, then, yeah, that's just, you know, not what I was thinking. (laughs) Now, you know what I think the best job in pro sports is? What? Uh, if I had it to do all over again, I would have probably really focused on this and tried to learn this skill. <laughs> oh, no. NFL long snapper. Long snapper. Do you know what a long snapper does? Mm-mm. Long snapper is the guy who hikes the ball for kicks, uh, field goals, extra points, and punts. Field goals? That's the thing with the big, the yeah. the one that looks like a, what's it called? The crossbar. Yeah, the crossbar. Uh-huh. Okay. So... You know how the kicker yeah. kicks those. those. Sure. Well, the the long snapper is the one who snaps it to the holder, and the holder catches it, puts it on the ground, and then the kicker kicks it. Okay. That long. Now, in reality, a lot of long snappers, they they might be the starting long snapper, but they might be the second or third string tight end or defensive end or what. But there have been a few guys whose only only job is I'm a long snapper. Okay. And you just get good at that skill of like hiking the ball through your legs. For kicks, you got to hike it seven yards. Uh, For punts, I think it's about 12 or 15. I forget which one. Maybe 15. But anyway, it's a skill that that very few people can do. And you get your ass kicked because as soon as you hike it, the guy in front of you is smacking you in the head. Um, So it's not a glamorous job. Uh, but it's an important job, right. much like uh, much like a baseball umpire. You never know their name unless they suck, or an offensive lineman also in football. You you never hear about their name never gets called unless they screwed up. So my point is, it's not a glamorous job, but it's a it's a skill, uh, and usually they'll make the league minimum, which I, I don't know what it is now, but probably around six hundred grand a year. But that's if I had it to do over again, I would have perfected uh, my long snapping technique, and I still probably would have been big enough to do it. But like, that's a good gig. I think you would have been great. Go out and snap a few every game. That's it. You don't have to play defense. You don't have to play offense. Well, like I was a kicker. I played a little in college, but I was I was a kicker and a linebacker. But like, ideally, kickers kind of the same ballpark. Even though there's a lot more pressure with with kickers because you know. They miss it, and you know whatever. But uh, yeah, when I when I played kicker, everybody wants to be a kicker like during practice until game day. Okay, because kickers don't have to work as hard in terms of like some of the other stuff that the rest of the team. Oh, doing. sure. But everybody wanted to be a kicker until game day, and that pressure, and it's your ass on the line. You know, either get it or you don't. But uh, anyway, back to, to the designated hitter. Now this year they've the National League has finally adopted universal DH, so pitchers will never have to hit. Ever oh, that's aw- good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Good they for need them. to focus on one thing. Yeah. See, multitasking is not mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. It's not real. Everybody can only do one thing at a time. It's true. <laughs> I've said it for years from some article I read on. I don't even know. But it's a it's a very exciting week this week because baseball's coming back. We we finally learned that they are going to have a normal season. I think we're starting about a week late uh, because of the lockout and all that. But I think maybe April seventh 
Okay, uh, that's when it regular, all regular begins. Regular season starts, and then uh, this week Ooh. we got the NCAA basketball tournament. March Madness Ooh. starts. I guess it's already started. Usually it starts on Thursday, but now they have these play-in games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Anyway, big big basketball tournament. Baseball's coming back. I'm very excited. I mean, this is a big time. Mm-hmm. I am so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And as a you know, sports uh, novice, mm-hmm. Ooh, I am like, Look at you. where are these words coming from? I don't even know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm trying to reframe it so I can get excited about it. Uh-huh. I know I have the gene in me to get excited about things. Uh-huh. So I'm looking forward to this baseball season sharing in some of your joy. Yeah. You know, uh, being a part of this. I'm not going to try to be one of those girls that's like, yeah, I love sports. I don't. But you don't trust those girls. I don't at all. Sorry. <laughs> have Sorry, we ladies. About that? I think we have, and I don't know. Yeah. If, okay. I'm not going to make friends on this. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't believe any woman has ever loved sports. That's. Ever. That's a bold statement, boo. I'm not saying, lo- like, no. I think playing them, being, you know, being an athlete, of mm. course. But I don't think genuinely in your bones, uh, as a woman, uh, in my very limited experience, do I think that's real. I don't think it's real. I think it is a construct that... Some women have found a loophole because they're those girls that are like, hi, I only feel comfortable with boys. And then they just hang out with a bunch of dudes for hours and hours and they get their own attention. And it's just a weird mind game. And I just don't buy it. So you think a lot of these gals are faking it just so they can be hanging out with dudes? Yes. Hmm. I do. Surely there's some women who are genuinely interested in of Being course. Fans of sports. I feel like there's a very small exactly there and there are probably straight men that actually do love Bravo. Do I think that's a big It's a great analogy. Big big population? No. I would assume that any man who's really into Bravo and reality TV and stuff like that, I would just assume that they're gay and not that there's anything wrong with that. Hey, that's great. But or they have to stretch to like it, mm-hmm. like how one time, you know, when you were really high, you sat and watched the Real Housewives of mm-hmm. Potomac reunion with me one night, yeah. and that made my life. Mm-hmm. And you were, you know, I was explaining to you what was happening, mm-hmm. and and girl world, and I appreciated mm-hmm. that. But you're you had to like really try. Yeah, that was all for that you. was all for me, yeah. and you had to try. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. It's not a natural thing. I I don't know. Maybe I'm. You know what? I could be full of shit. Mm-hmm. And for all those ladies that are like cringing right now and angry at me, I agree with mm-hmm. you. I don't like myself either, but I'm just saying <laughs> from my limited experience on this weird earth, I have never met a girl that was genuinely like into it. Usually they're girls I don't trust that are pretty much have daddy or brother issues and are looking to fill that role with whatever idiots they're they're watching football with. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I know. That's a bold statement. Yeah. It's a bold statement. I see what you're saying. I see how there could be a certain percentage of quote-unquote female sports fans that are doing it with ulterior motive, motives. But I do think there's got to be a certain percentage. It's like, yeah, I, I'm into this. Well, here's the thing. I was I grew up with 
crazy, mm-hmm. right? So one of my siblings was very much into finding a mate, correct? Yeah. So um, if you know the rules, ladies, there's a book. It's called The Rules. It's almost like the boy. Uh, did you ever hear that book for dudes called The Game? The, it yeah, was a game so. of like yeah. how to like be mean to ladies yeah. and get them to sleep with you. But there's one called The Rules, and it's time-tested secrets to finding Mr. Right. And it's mm-hmm. basically head games that you have to play mm-hmm. to get a dude. Right? That's worked out pretty well for her. Well, she was only half a rules girl. Mm. I actually do believe in the rules mm. for uh, anyway. We'll get into that a whole nother. That's a mm. whole different podcast. However, uh, she would always say, "Oh, like she would kind of change her mindset. Like, oh, I'm going to be a sports fan." So I could talk to guys mm-hmm. about something that they're interested in. And so I Rather always... Rather than developing my own personality. Right, right. Or just trying to, you know, trying to connect. So there is something beautiful about like, hi, I'm trying to connect mm-hmm. with people in this outside world. But I I just, I, it's just like the movie Moneyball, okay? I don't get it. I'm never going to get it. What don't you get? I don't. It's just math. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm not. And then that other movie with whoever, that guy that's boring with all the math and he has rage issues in real life, Russell oh, Crowe, Beautiful Mind, never got into that either. I, that one's not really about sports, though. <laughs> that's math, though. Okay. Math. But you heavy. hate Moneyball because it's got math and baseball. And no matter what star-studded cast you put in there, mm-hmm. I'm not going to care. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. I love that movie. I know you do. Mm-hmm. Sigh. Well, I actually... Okay, you know what, Boo? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to quiz you. You're going to quiz me? <laughs> yeah, okay. I found online this quiz for baseball trivia. Ooh, I love trivia and I, I love baseball trivia. I know, I know. So I want to see how much you know. Okay. Okay. And um, there are... Ooh. Okay. I guess I'll just do the... Do you want... Top baseball trivia questions? Do you want hard baseball trivia questions? Do you want impossible baseball trivia questions? Or just multiple choice? Impossible doesn't sound very fun. Okay. (laughs) Hard, the top? I think I have a pretty good knowledge of baseball. So want to do the hard baseball trivia? Okay, let's do it. Ask me a few. Let's do it. Okay. Ooh, maybe when we're done I could quiz you on something. Let me. Should I find a, a Real Housewives yeah. quiz? Yeah, okay. find a Real Housewives quiz. Okay, and I'm gonna nail it, son. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I win, mm-hmm. w- let's have some stakes. Okay, let's go ahead and have some stakes. Mm-hmm. So you win, you get a higher score on your quiz. Mm-hmm. What am I to do? Well, I think it's pretty obvious there. I think uh, if I win, you got to watch Opening Day baseball with me. You gotta When's watch that? The, you got to watch the whole game. Whole game, the whole game of the Braves season opener. When's that? Probably April seventh, I would imagine. Aren't you on tour in April? Yeah, but I don't leave till <laughs> till after that. Okay, April seventh. And then if you win, I'll I'll watch one of your silly shows. See, I don't want you to just don't you not want me to watch like uh, like not caring because I don't want you to watch and not care. I want you to like actually be engaged okay. with it. Well, then you pick the stakes. So okay. Uh-huh. No, okay, no. If you win, I'll watch opening day. Uh-huh. If I win, okay, you have to go to a live taping with me uh-huh. of Bitch Sesh, the Smash It podcast where they talk about reality TV. Okay, ah! where, do, where do we have to go to do that? Oh, they're here all the time. They're here in L.A. Okay. 
It'll just be, I don't know. Right. They just do pop-ups. Sure. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so, are you ready? Sure. All right. <clears throat> How many questions on this particular oh, quiz? Great question. Because I don't want we don't sit here all day. There's like 50. Should I just do why don't 10? We, why don't we do 10? Okay. That way it's easy to calculate. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Let me start. Number one, mm-hmm. which player holds the record of maximum hits in a season? Most hits in a season? In a season. Uh, that'd probably have to be Ichiro Suzuki with about 252 or somewhere around there. That was amazing. Really? Yeah, it's the Suzuki guy. Uh-huh. 262 hits. 262. To you and, well, okay, so you would get a full point, but mm-hmm. you were off on the hits. Mm-hmm. Well, so, that wasn't part of the question, though. That was that was extra credit. Oh, you're right. I answered your question correctly. Okay, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. Do you know what season? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say 01. 04. 04. Oh, four. All right. All right. So you got plus one. Congrats. Here we go. Number two. Which two cities have the oldest baseball stadium? Oh, that's pretty easy. Okay. Hit me with it, buddy. I'm going to say, I'm going to try to get them. Does it have, which is the two old? All right. I know the two. I'm trying to put them in the correct order. I'm going to say. Order doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Order doesn't matter. Well, it's. I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll not only tell you the city, I'll tell you the name of the stadiums. Oh, boy. How about that? Okay, How about, how about Fenway Park in Boston? How about Wrigley Field in Chicago? You got Boston. Chicago's not one of the oldest? Detroit. Now, this is an old thing. Which two cities Tiger have stadium? the oldest baseball stadium? Boston and Detroit. Well, this is old, boo, because... They don't play at Tiger Stadium anymore. Well, I don't know what you want me to say. It says, so I think you get half a point. So one and a half. Okay. Okay, we'll do some research mm-hmm. after. If you're correct, you'll get the full. Yeah. All right. Next question. I know that I'm right. The game baseball originated from which country? From which country? Uh-huh. America. England. England? <laughs> really? Yeah. I feel like you okay. Right. One one and a half here. Um, which and who designed the initial baseball rules? Abner Doubleday. Are you sure? I'm gonna give you another shot. Okay. Designed the initial baseball rules. You're you're right on the first letter of the first name. I don't know then. I always thought it was Doubleday. Alexander Cartwright. Hmm. 1845. Okay. My name's Alexander, and mm-hmm. I'm going to make some baseball <laughs> rules. All right. Number six. So right now we're at one and a half. Okay. At a six. Mm-hmm. Boston American team first won baseball World Series in which year? Boston American team? Is that mm-hmm. how the sentence is written? Boston American team first won baseball World Series in which year? This is how they worded it. I don't know. So it could be, it's not necessarily the Red Sox. It could be the Boston Braves. But what year? Fuck, I don't know. 1905. So close, boo. Yeah. 1903. Ah. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the most common type of pitch that pitchers have thrown? This is easy, I think. Fastball? Yep. Mm-hmm. Good job. So that's three and a half? I'm not keeping score. Shit. I just assumed I'd get them all right. 
Okay. <laughs> you got a couple left. Uh-huh. Who holds the maximum home run in the Major League Baseball? I feel like. Is that, are you reading it correctly? Yes. Okay. Who holds the maximum home run in the Major League That's Baseball? That's not even a grammatically correct I sentence. Know. I don't know. Where this Do they mean in one season or career? I don't know. It just says who holds the maximum home run in the Major League Baseball? Because the same guy is both. Barry Bonds yes. has both career and single season. Do you know how many home runs? In career? Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. I know it's 700 and something. It had to be. Good job. It's more than uh, Hank Aaron, who had 755. Mm-hmm. 763? So close, 762. You are like so close, Boo. Mm-hmm. I am impressed. Thank this you. is some incredible stuff. Okay, um, two more. The only player who played in a Super Bowl and a World Series. Oh, that's a great question. Super Bowl and a World Series. Uh, that would have to be Deion Sanders. Yeah, uh-huh. baby. All right. Four and a half. Uh-huh. Four and a half. We're doing good. All right. Here we go. Last but not least. In 1998, who broke the single season home run? That's a trick question because uh, two players broke it in the same season. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire. Mm -hmm. That's what they put down. Okay. Whoever wrote that's an idiot. So five and a half. You got five and a half. I guess you got to give me, trust me, Tiger (laughs) Stadium is no longer functioning. The Tigers have a new stadium. The two oldest are Wrigley Field and Fenway Park. Okay. I just, it doesn't say... Mm -hmm. It says, which two cities have the oldest baseball stadium? Well, have is current. (laughs) (laughs) The conjugation there. Okay, fine. We'll give you... All right, so I got six out of ten. Okay. I thought I would have done better. Okay. Well, that uh, was good, boo. That was pretty good. Good. Let me find... Okay, I'll get you one. You want a Real Housewives? Yeah, hit me with it. Hit me with it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I hope you're ready, guys. This is some riveting stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got to beat okay. you got to beat six. Okay. okay, how many are there? How many quizzes? What do you mean? How many quizzes? I mean, how many questions? I, I'm going to narrow it to ten. Okay, just like, like we said. Jeez, come on now, you're not paying attention. I am. All right, here we go. Real Housewives quiz. Okay. All right. Uh, what was the first location selected for a Real Housewives franchise? Orange County. Bingo, bongo, bungo. Hold on. That's one of the... Uh, it's not giving me the answers. <laughs> how, do we, how do I get the answers? Oh, no, boo. Oh, no. Okay. All right. So I'll click on your answer, and then it'll say yes or no. Correct. You got it. All right. One for one. Okay. Who was not an original member of the OC cast? And it's, these are multiple choice, by the way. I'm oh, okay. Good. Joe De La Rosa. Uh, that's fun. There's a, do you know who that is? He's a baseball player, no? Joe De Joe DeRosa is a great comedian. I don't know who Joe DeLaRosa is. Uh, Brandy Glanville or Vicki Gunvalson? Which w- was not... Which was not an original member of the OC cast. Oh, uh, Brandy Glanville. Correct. Yeah. She was... Uh, Beverly Hills, bitch. There you go. Okay. What community did the original OC housewives live in? Costa de Casa, Casa Mia, or Casa de Sol? Cota de Casa. Cota de Casa. I think it's... Correct. Good job, Cota de Casa, yeah. God, you're crushing it. 
What sport was Jenna Keo's husband involved in? Do you I G- think Gina Keo. Yeah. Do you know this? Actually, I don't know who she is. So um, I don't know her husband. Baseball. I'm gonna say You're baseball. Gonna say baseball. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right on. Oh man, I'm Matt crushing Keogh. it. I don't know him. Uh, what location of the series introduced the world to Bethany Frankel? Uh, duh, New York City, baby. Correct. Mm-hmm. You are crushing it. I know. <laughs> what housewife was frequently referred to as the Countess? Is oh. it Luanne de Lesseps, Kim Zolchak, or Joanne Krupa? Luanne de Lesseps, the Countess Luanne. All right on. Let's see where we're at here. One, two, three. I mean, this isn't even hard. Five. I don't understand. All right, so you're six for six. Oh, good. You've already tied Four left. Me. Four left. Here we go. All right, let's see here. Uh, whom does Bethany order to, quote, go to sleep in one famous on-screen argument? Is it Jill Zarin, Luann de Lesseps, or Kelly Bensimon? Um, <laughs> Go to sleep. Go to sleep, Kelly Bensimon. It was Scary Island episode. One of the most Correct. best episodes of television. Wow. Well, you already won. Uh-huh. Uh, let's just see if you can go for perfect. Got three more. Okay. What did Aviva Drescher throw across the table during a famous fight scene on the show? Her leg. Correct. Yep. She had a fake leg. She wow. was like really excited about that one. Uh, what season of the show introduced Nene Leakes to the world? Get out of here. Atlanta. Atlanta. I, I, even I knew that. One. I know you did. Two more. Which Atlanta housewife was confused about the operation of the Underground Railroad? Portia. She was confused. She Only thought pe- there was an actual railroad. Oh. <laughs> she was confused. Portia Williams. <laughs> Think how hard that would be. To, <laughs> a lot of manpower. Well, and her grandfather was like... Something Williams. He was like in the civil rights. Oh, he was Jose. Yeah, uh, Jose. Jose Williams. Yeah. So she. Yeah, yeah. he's a big uh, civil rights guy from Atlanta. All right. Final question: Who was not an original member of the New Jersey cast? Ooh, is this is hard. Melissa Gorga, uh, Teresa Guidas, Danielle Staub. Danielle Staub. Wrong answer. <gasps> Gorga joined the New Jersey incarnation of the show during its third season. Okay, I'm not New Jersey fluent, so. F- F me. Shit. Okay. Nine out of ten. Good job, boo. Looks like somebody's taking me out to a podcast. Mm. It's going to be a lot of gays and a lot of me. (laughs) Hey. I'm just basking in my glory. You got me. Yeah. You whooped me, boo. I don't know if that's sad or good. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It does weirdly make me feel a little better about myself. And my time spent on those ladies. <laughs> I feel like a historian. I knew all those I hours would really pay off eventually. Did. See, it all worked out, guys. Uh, have we? Uh, what sporting events have we been to together? Let's see. I've taken you to a Braves game, right? Yes. No. No. I've never seen the Braves. Have mm-hmm. I? No. Did we not go see the Braves when they played the Dodgers here? Oh, yeah, we, we probably, did. Sorry, yeah. you did. Yeah, we went last Sorry. year. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, so you've been to a Dodgers-Braves okay. game last uh-huh. season. We went to the Angels game last season. Remember we oh, talked about that? Yeah, that was fun. Uh, you've been to a University of Georgia football game. That was really fun. So, busy. That was fun. Very busy. Oh, yeah. So I've been to a few sports. Yeah. It's fun. You know, I think you should get into basketball more. Yeah, I like basketball. Shorter, mm-hmm. better. The games are shorter. Faster. Yeah. Celeb sightings. Mm-hmm. 
Celeb sightings. You did, got, you, did you have a celeb sighting this week? I did, and I haven't told you Is yet. Is it somebody I would know or care about? Uh, well, that just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> do you care about the Bravo television world? No. Okay. You saw somebody with me the other day. Who'd you see when last I, week yeah. on, the, on our block? Who's yes. that? Carl Radke, now, the smash he? hit cast member of Summer House. I have seen this man go through relationships, grief, uh, sobriety, uh-huh. and there he was, just walking up our street. Yeah. I genuinely got starstruck. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. We were driving. Do we stop? Do I say, thank you? <laughs> I don't know. Thank you. Have you seen any celebs this week, Boo? No. We're no. on Celeb Watch, guys. Yeah. But you saw another one today, you said. No, that was... Oh, oh that's the one? That's the one. Well, Boo, I knew about that one. This morning you said, I saw a celebrity. I was like, tell me. And you're like, I'm going to save it for the show. No, I thought we were talking about show notes. And I was like, don't forget to say my celebrity that I saw. Okay. I thought there was a new celebrity thing. Well, I'm sorry that I disappointed you, sir. <sighs> Damn it. I'm going to see you in court. <laughs> see you in court, Boo. Boo, did you play sports as a kid? I mean, yeah, I did the, a youth organization, soccer league. Soccer? ASO. From how Wait, old were you? A youth soccer organization. A youth soccer organization. A-Y-S-O? Yeah, A-Y-S-O. Uh, that's I don't the know. name, A youth soccer? That's <laughs> Wait, the acronym. soccer. Well, that's what it stands for. People would just call it ASO. I know, but I'm just saying, what a dumb name. <laughs> I, I work for A youth soccer organization. Yeah. Which one? Who's on first? I just didn't care for it. Mm -hmm. It was so, you know, planned. How old were you? Oh, little. Like, we were meant to go. Mm -hmm. Like, you were supposed to go. If you lived in Corona, California, and were of a certain age, Mm -hmm. everyone played soccer. Okay. You just went. So you started, what, six or seven? Probably eight. Eight. I was tall. How long did your career last? Um, It didn't last long Mm -hmm. due to my lack of aggressive. I didn't like defending or trying to go past people. Uh I didn't see the point of it. Yeah. You know, why are we so mad? It's a ball. It's a ball. Come on. Um, I would do a lot of picking of flowers. I bet you enjoyed halftime snacks. Did you get orange slices and juice Of course I did. We lived on an orange farm. That's where I crushed it, boo. Mm -hmm. Come on. But, um, yeah, the Capri Suns, delicious. Mm -hmm. The walks, uh, I did like the smell of grass, but I did have such high anxiety as Mm -hmm. a little kid that I, on game day, I was just like a wreck, Mm -hmm. even though... I didn't necessarily care. I could tell everyone was like, oh, we, we care about this. So it's like, oh, oh, God. Yeah. Were you a big, oh, yeah, you were like a star. We athlete. talked about that on the show. Yeah, we have. I but was like, remind the, everyone. I was the LeBron James of Cherokee County youth soccer. Oh, boy. I the really glory was. Days. I really <laughs> Some people like to relive their high school days. I peaked in second grade. You when I was, I started grade. playing in first grade, and so I was six. And from six to about twelve, I'm not no hyperbole. I was the best player in the whole county. That's amazing. I was in the newspaper every week. Oh my god! Which gosh. that's isn't that weird that, yes. that that there was 
a, a beat. Yeah. Somebody had to cover the youth <laughs> soccer beat. But I was in the newspaper every week. I mean, I was just dominated. To And, oh, like, my no. parents were like, what's happening? Because my dad was a decent athlete, but he was short. You know, he played basketball in the Army, and he played a little in high school. But, like, it's not like I came from this athletically gifted family. Yeah. And uh, But I just took to soccer. I don't know what it was, but I just dominated Wow. I scored nine goals in one game. Oh my gosh! So that was nine. like your thing. Yeah, I, I loved it. I Did your coaches with... like you? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. good. Well, yeah, yeah, if you're good. Yeah, I loved it. But yeah, I was uh, big into soccer, and then uh, then I got into baseball and basketball and football. But like the first sport was soccer, wow. and I just absolutely done. And I and I wasn't like super. I wasn't the biggest. I wasn't the fastest. But I just. I, I had decent, you know, hand-eye coordination. I had decent agility, but just, I think at that level, there was just so many just, like, wasted space. Just, hey, my mom's making me come out here. And I was, like, competitive and liked it. So I was like, fuck you losers, out of my way. Wow. And just, just crushed. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, it's not amazing, but it's, it's just, it was bizarre how, like, I don't know. There was probably 10 teams, probably I don't know, simple math, let's say 12 players on a team. So over 100 kids, I was clearly the best. Wow. I mean, there was a handful of kids that could kind of hang with me, but like it literally was like, wait a minute, am I Boo older had some than swagger. Yeah, I just... What up, swagger I pants? I don't know what it was. And then when I was 12, I got invited to try out for a regional traveling team. Ooh. And I, I made that team. And Ooh. then and I was with the, the Canterbury Lions in uh, Marietta, Georgia. And we tra- every weekend, we'd travel regionally, like to South Carolina or Tennessee or to Alabama. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And that's when you could really tell, like, it was the whole league of, like, Dave Stones. Wow. Like, okay. And I was not. I didn't dominate that league. I, I did okay. I held my own. But that was like, oh, shit, these kids mean business. And uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I feel like soccer is so underrated. It's like mm-hmm. the Jared Leto of sports. Like <laughs> I feel like we should give soccer its due, especially in America, because you guys are working your asses oh, it's a off. Tough sport, yeah. You're running. You're you're hitting, not hitting, but you're defending. But mm-hmm. then you're also just. I mean. You're just on your feet. That and water polo. Mm-hmm. Give you give yeah. everyone medals. Water, I don't know. Jeez, water polo. You're treading water, water the polo whole would, time. That would be a hard sport if the pool was three feet deep. Uh-huh. You know, if if you could stand to do it, it'd still be a hard sport. But yeah. the fact that they have to literally tread water just to even play. Yeah, they're that's treading crazy. water. Yeah. That's yeah, water polo. That's got to be one of the most physically demanding sports. Hundred percent. As far water as like polo? just yes, endurance and soccer too. Like oh god, I mean, it's obvious, but like there's no timeouts. So the clock doesn't stop. No, it's just, just yeah, it's crazy. You know, I wouldn't mind. I I will say mm-hmm. there's something you don't know about me. Mm-hmm. My mom had a dream for me okay. when I was a little lady, mm-hmm. and she invested in some tennis lessons for myself. Okay. Now, I love tennis. Didn't mind tennis. I didn't play for the high school team, but I played a lot of tennis while I was in high school. Want to know my favorite part? What's that? You want to guess? How 
It's love. Oh, you like the scoring system. Yeah, the scoring system's so cute. But, you know, I don't mind that because it's one-on-one, so I feel like it's not so much pressure. Mm -hmm. I get to run around, Mm -hmm. and then you get that feeling of hitting the bat and the ball. Like, that's so fun. Yeah, when you hit it good, it feels Yeah, it's just like, good. But I never really got to, like, I I was a strong hitter, Mm -hmm. but the whole, like, you know, in the lines and all that, hard. Hard for me. Details. But yeah, I enjoyed the hitting of that. Yeah, I love tennis. Yeah. We should play tennis together. We, we played should, a couple we times. We have. We you're, have. You're a good athlete, Boo. You don't give yourself enough credit, but you, you're good. Uh, you can you can swing a bat. I can. I do like we, swinging bats. We go to bats. the batting cages sometimes. That's you make fun. good contact. Oh, yeah. And you know, I'm not bad at roller skating. Good roller skating. You got a good arm. You can throw I do. the ball well. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm so, surprised you didn't take the basketball with your height. Oh, I know. Well, I blame Susie because mm-hmm. she was not a great basketball player, so mm-hmm. I was so codependent. I just associated. Susie was my older sister. Anyway, she died on Easter. <laughs> I don't mention that enough. Dark stuff. But she was so bad. My dad used to call her Lily the Loper. Mm-hmm. So I think in my head I was like, oh, if I play basketball, he's going to call me Lily the Loper. What did that mean? Like she loped around. I don't know. His nicknames were very vague and weird. But I just, you know, in this context of my dad's mocking, like, oh, there's Lily the Loper. She's loping. He's a fan of alliteration. Yeah, he liked alliteration a lot. Speaking of athletics and physical prowess. Oh, here we are, everybody. Somebody yep. started back on a routine this week. I did, guys. One of this is probably, <laughs> to my knowledge, when we in our current administration, when we started getting back together around 2017, uh, you were absolutely obsessed mm-hmm. with Barry's boot camp. Yes, it was my obsession. Uh, obsession life. Uh, saved my life. Uh, I mean, Literally. it was everything. Now, was everything. for those who don't understand what we're referring to, explain what Barry's is. It's a high-intensity interval training workout uh-huh. where you could burn up to 1,000 calories in a 50-minute session. It's crazy. Buddy. And it's basically just, uh, it's just, it's, all, you know, like everything. It's like, okay, you know, five but- minutes on a treadmill, we go uphill, you, you get your heart rate jacked up, and then you go to the floor and lift weights. And it's a, But it's a place you go to. It's a gym. Yeah, it's a gym. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a group fitness class. Okay. But so group classes. Yes, group classes. Everybody's in there doing the same thing at yes. the same time. And it's I've in, never taken an exercise class. Okay. I've been going to gyms for years, okay. but I, I don't think I've ever, like... Done it with a class or a group of people. Why is that? Why is that so much more a gal thing than a guy? I don't know. I feel like they're... Oh, bless you, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> sneezed. <laughs> did, that, did you hear yeah, that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a group fitness class. But here's the thing. I was... I drank a shit ton. I don't drink anymore. And drinking was a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. So I knew I needed to substitute happy hour with something Uh when I was working at Spitz, the bar that we met at. Uh Okay. So then I would work till about four. And so I would always go to, I just forced myself like, okay, I'm going to go to this fitness class, Barry's boot camp. It looked cool because it had a red room. Uh It's completely black on the inside, soundproof everything, and then just red, like you're in a dungeon. But for some reason, it just... 
makes you deflect, like it deflects your attention. So you're not focused on the sweat and how gross it is and regular light. Like you feel like you're in this different world. So that's not just an aesthetic thing. You think there's a, they, they do that on purpose. That out. Yeah. I think so. Uh-huh. Cause yeah, it's so loud and, and there's just red light and it's dark and you're like, what? But then, and you just have to think to yourself like, okay, Katie, like how I was yesterday when I went, like Katie just, it's five more minutes. Mm-hmm. You have five minutes. That's it. Like all you do is five minutes. And it helped my anxiety so much. It helped everything calm down because you're so busy in your head. Well, at least for me with grieving and how my head works, it's a weird cycle, a, a loop, if mm-hmm. you will, the hamster wheel. Yeah. And so this was a very welcome break to my hamster wheel mind because your body is so tired and you're just like, I, I, what? I physically cannot move. Mm-hmm. And... It was just so great. It was really hard and challenging, but it made me realize like, oh yeah, I like exercise and I haven't exercised in a very long time, um, which is crazy. Because you're not teaching your classes anymore. I'm not teaching my classes. We moved. moved. So you kind of had built in exercise yeah. With that you didn't even have to think about. Oh, I got to go work out today. You you worked out two or three times a day when you were teaching classes. Yeah, and it was focused on the other person, and it was just a different it, to have, have all your focus on you. Especially for me, is hard to be like, okay, Katie, you know, challenge yourself, like your fitness journey and all that shit. Like it is so personal, and. I, of course, found a way to do fitness, but not really focus on myself or challenge myself. So yesterday was a very amazing experience, and I forgot that you get endorphins Mm -hmm. after you work out. And like that's what I think after I was drinking, that's what I was addicted to, Mm -hmm. the endorphin rush, right? So then you just started, and I went too far. I mean, I was like hiking two hours a day and berries and... I was escaping something, but you, yeah, you would go to Barry's and would, then go yeah. do other stuff. You'd yeah, I mean, trainers at Barry's were like, "What are you doing?" Like yeah. it was just too much, and I became obsessed with that. That kind of took over my alcohol uh-huh. obsession, um, which is normal. Actually, it's a normal thing for a lot of people with alcohol stuff, but you just have to be careful because. For me, I was escaping career stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, now this is this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is my identity. This is what I'm doing. And and then, of course, inevitably, you get used to it, and it becomes a part of your routine. And then your mind, because we're human and we're all so incredibly like layered, you 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 need other things. Mm-hmm. You have to be a balanced person. So, uh, yeah, I anyway. I'm back. I'm not going to do it every day because I don't want to murder myself. Yeah, you got to ease into it. But I, I definitely, it was just a very interesting time. And after COVID, I don't know. I've just been in post-COVID like for so long mm-hmm. that I know it's still going on. I know we're all still dealing with this. You know, there's so much going on. But in my head with COVID and then I just started taking care of dad and doing classes, I was just like, okay, so fitness can- classes are canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when they started to come back, it was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't trust it yet. But now it's it feels right. I couldn't walk there and it's not crazy. I mean, I used to walk to Barry's and it was three miles, but like now it's just half a mile. You're half a mile away. I mean, I saw this amazingly beautiful gay man. I mean, I'm assuming he was gay. He had 
uh, very bright pink uh, bicycle shorts Uh on. And, like, his shirt was off, and he just looked like a goddess. Uh And I was like, I'm in the right place, because he walked into Barry's, and I was like, hmm. I'm with my people. So it was it was really special, and I'm excited. Um, I forgot how much I needed this mentally yeah. because, geez, this grief stuff, dude, is real. But um, it was awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited. Good, boo. I'm so excited. And one day you're going to go with me. I'll go with you eventually. Yeah. I know. I know you're – every journey is different, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We're just – we're getting there. Yeah. But yeah, I'm back, baby, to BB. Yeah, I think I do need something like that now that I don't have access to my treadmill. My Boo, treadmill. we live in Hollywood. No, I know. There's walking everywhere. I know, I gotta start. Do you not feel comfortable walking? No, I feel very comfortable walking. Outside? Yeah, I just, I preferred the convenience of having the treadmill in the house. That way, just at any moment, I could just hop up there and knock out 30 minutes or whatever, but... Doesn't make sense to have it in this place because we're on the second floor. It would be that mean. Would, that would be annoying to our downstairs neighbor. Which I've already probably annoyed so many times because weirdly, when I'm around you in this apartment, I drop. You're so clumsy. Everything, <laughs> but I'm better when you're not watching. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I I just get nervous and then I just start like throwing things on the floor. You drop a lot of stuff. <laughs> I drop a lot. Of <laughs> well, boo. Yes. You're doing great. Oh, thanks. You hang in there. Well, I don't know. One day at a time. Ugh. And for those of you grieving right now, I'm sorry. It sucks. I mean, shit. I don't know. But I'm with you. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> I just oh, wanted to give shit. some encouragement-ish because it's just, it's, it's just, we've all been to that. Like, if you're in a trauma or, hey, Charlie, he's like, shut up, mom. That's how he talks in my head. <laughs> I, I think if you're in the grief group, like we've all been, you know, you your dad passed or if, you know, whoever you've lost, you've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. And so you've lived through that movie. So everybody, I just feel like, oh, I'm sorry you saw that movie. I'm mm-hmm. sorry you experienced that. Yeah. And I just want to, I do want to step outside my selfish self and be like, I'm sorry. And no... Tragedy is above anyone else's tragedy. You can't compare. It's just what it is. And sometimes getting out of the house is what you do that day. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's just get through. Yeah. Get through. And uh and and call me. <laughs> What's our number again, Boo? If you need to call me, call. Because okay. I could just I'll I'll reach out to you. We'll hang. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah. You're doing great. Uh, that number, by the way. Five, six, two. For sure, we know that that's the area code. Five, six, two, five, four, eight, 2012. In that order. Five, six, two, five, four, eight. 2012. Yeah. And let me know how you get through things. I mean, I'm I'm open to help. Like I just my ADHD brain. Mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want Dave to run for the hills. You know, sometimes I I honestly need a break from myself honestly. So call. <laughs> call me please. <laughs> Boo, we got a word of mouth this week. Ooh, we do. We are watching a documentary series that is on A&E, but I purchased it on Prime because I'm a psycho called what is it called again? Secrets of Playboy. Secrets of Playboy. We're on episode eight. I don't know how many there are, but it 
goes into a deep dive of the Playboy, basically the business, Hugh Hefner, the secret crap that goes on at that mansion. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is some good crap. Playboy, um, when I was a child, not a child, but when I was prepubescent, <laughs> I, uh, I thought to myself, two things. When I grow up, when I become a man, I'm going to have chocolate milk in the fridge every day sure, and Playboy's on the coffee table. And neither one of them I could care less about. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I like a little chocolate milk here and there. But, uh, yeah, I just thought, like, oh, man, it'd be great. I'll just I'll get a, a subscription to Playboy. That way I'll get it every month. It'll be awesome. And now I, I, I honestly, I don't think I've ever purchased a Playboy or any magazine. Really? Yeah. You've never pr- Not even a Hustler? Not even a, one so. single house. I don't think I've I've never purchased a Playgirl. <laughs> Playgirl, I bet there's no secrets at that mansion. It's yeah. just a bunch of dudes hanging out. Now it was it was a quite a a thrill and a and a treat if you um I don't know what it is about this, this sounds like an urban legend, but it's true and I've heard it from so many different dudes. But you just when I was a kid you just find porno in the woods. What? I more than one occasion you'd find an old <laughs> shoebox full of Playboys or something. Oh my god! Or like you'd be over. I remember I, I had this group of friends in seventh grade, and on the weekends we'd we'd go over to Adam Nelson's house. Adam and Nelson. It was all my baseball friends. We all played on the same baseball team, and his dad was the coach. But they'd have like sleepovers and stuff all the time, and then and he had like this farm, like this fifty acre farm. And there's all these old barns and chicken houses and just all kinds of stuff to explore. And every time I went over there, somebody found an old crusty Playboy in a barn or in an attic. So that was always exciting. Wow, that is a good get. Found Playboys were were fun. But I never, even as an adult, I never had the uh, desire to just... And it wasn't really an embarrassment thing. It was just like, what am I... I'm not going to spend... Six bucks on a Playboy. I don't know. Just never. Well, and I know this is this is you know weird talking about this, but like that's why porn is there. Like uh-huh. I love that there's online porn. I don't have to see a magazine. I don't have to be like, oh my gosh, I'm reminded. Like that whole life. It's there. If is you need there. It. Go seek it out. If I you need don't it. care. <laughs> this isn't a subscription that comes to the house. <laughs> I am, you know, do what you will. Mm-hmm. Every That's a free go for it. Yeah. But, oh man, guys, the secrets of these ladies and, oh, well, Hugh Hefner died when? Like three years ago, two? 2017 maybe, something like that. Yeah. But he was basically like... I mean, dark stuff, dark, dark, dark. I never knew anything dark, about dark, him dark. until I started watching this. But even before I watched this, he just, and maybe this is me being judgmental, but you just something about him always just creepy grandpa. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude Even was, when he was young, he seemed creepy yeah. grandpa. When you see a 60, 70-year-old dude who's always in his pajamas and he's dancing with 20-year-old women, like, it's just something kind of sad about that. Come on, dude. Yeah. Like, just... I don't know. Grow old gracefully. He just, yeah. He, he just looked like a turd. He did look Even like a turd. Even in this you just see him, you know, in his 70s just dancing at clubs like, ugh. Well, there is something interesting about the sex, because they go in the history of how it all started and, 
in the first couple episodes. Yeah, so there are a couple episodes where you're like, yawn, but just wait, guys, because then you see broken people talking, and it's Mm -hmm. riveting and sad. But I feel like there was, in back in those days, it was like, sex positive, everything's very, you know, free love and whatever. And then the shadow to all of that is, well, was it? And a lot of times it was drug-induced. A lot of times people weren't even in their bodies. A lot of times it was, look, I think I I love sex workers. I love that yay porn industry. However, I think it's a choice. And And what I'm learning through this series is that it doesn't really... I, I understand when those girls went to the Playboy Mansion, they had an idea and were younger. Charlie just hates this topic. Um, but I think, uh, like, date rape drugs, all the Bill Cosby stuff. Oh, by the way, Bill Cosby, like, hung out at the Playboy Mansion all the time. And just, um, I think there was just so much of that going on there. And creating an environment like that is the problem. Mm-hmm. It's it, Yes, those girls who wanted to be sex positive, hooray and great. But that doesn't mean you're out for effing everybody every single day. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Still, it still <laughs> has like, to be consensual. Yeah, exactly. Can't just be assume, oh, she's down. Yeah, she's down. She lives here. But mm-hmm. that was kind of the learned behavior. Mm-hmm. And and much like all cults and all stuff, you, it's, it's what is... Uh, the rules. Mm-hmm. The rules are different in the Playboy Mansion world, and that is dangerous mm-hmm. to me. That's the you know because he just kept saying, "Well, it's sex positive. I'm I'm making these ladies so famous and look, but they weren't being paid well. They were being phased out. There wasn't any. It was you know sex trafficking, mm-hmm. like pretty much. Yeah. I mean, so it's interesting to see it be commercialized in mm-hmm. such a distinct way, but. I don't know. And to not, I mean, I was like, oh, Playboy bunnies. Like, even me, I'm like, oh, that's cute. Mm -hmm. Like, girls dressing up as a bunny, even when I was little. Like, then Jenny McCarthy made it funny. Like, oh, you could be a funny girl and, like, be sexy. Like, that's cool. So there's all these interesting uh, beliefs that I was even, like, instilled in me Mm -hmm. that I'm like, wait, why? Why did I think that? Oh, no. You know? But, Yeah. We're watching that, guys, and get into it. It's yeah, amazing. Pretty interesting stuff. Boo, where can we find you on social media? Uh, Instagram, KT Low Strandberg. And then I'm going to get busy on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, man. I'm old. I'm yeah. fucking old. But TikTok is a beautiful platform, and we're going to get there. Yeah. I forget my name. Yeah. It's Katie Low Strandberg because I didn't realize. There's a limit of letters, and I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Where can we find you, Boo? Anything to plug? It's unfortunate. Okay. Uh, I'm on Cameo. If you need me to holler at a at a birthday buddy or an enemy. Oh, yeah. He's good at being yeah. mean. Yeah. I can and happy. Roast your enemies. Yep. Threaten them. Whatever. Uh, search Dave Stone Comedy on Cameo. Also, uh, I'll be out on the road next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, some confirmed dates. Uh, April 13th, Indianapolis, uh, April 14th, Milwaukee, April 15th, Chicago, April 19th, Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Did I pronounce that right? Cuyahoga? Cuyahoga. Uh, kind of near Akron. <laughs> Italy. Uh, the 22nd, I'll be in Hilliard near Columbus. And on the 23rd, I'll be in Cincinnati. 
Oh, that's yeah. so fun. Is that the spaghetti chili? Where's the spaghetti chili from? Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. See, I we learned. Had, we had spaghetti chili the other day. That was so good. Chili Johns. Well, Burbank. I had white rice and beans, yeah. which right. was delicious. I had the spaghetti. But spaghetti was delicious. I had a bite of yours. Very good. Yeah. I Very think. good. Get me some Skyline chili when I'm in Cincinnati. It's good stuff. I'm so glad. I'm going to miss you, boo. Yeah, I'm going to miss you too, boo. But I understand. Yeah. That this is what you do. Tickets available at uh, <laughs> dumbdavestone.com. Oh. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks. Boo, and it, oh, hang yes. in there. You're doing great. I love you, Boo. And thank you guys for listening. We love you. Okay, bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at The Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at The Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.